Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Mark, the first question I've got for you today is from Nicole. Nicole's question is a little bit like in relation to separation anxiety. She's got two horses and a Shetland and a large paddock. And whenever she takes her gelding out of the paddock, her older mare, a 27-year-old mare, goes nuts, even if she can still see the gelding. She'll pace and run the fence line calling for him and gets in a lather of sweat. She's also a bit wary when she leaves the paddock and can't see him. If he calls to her, then she'll pace and rear if they don't go back quickly enough. Now, she's planning to do a day ride out next month with her gelding. And she doesn't want to leave her mare behind full of anxiety. So, have you got any suggestions on how she can help? Um, a friend suggested a calming pace for her. She doesn't want to give her anything if it's just to keep, but if it's just to keep her safe, then she will. And she's just worried that she's going to get worked up, as it seems she has a laser focus on the fence line with no concern for herself until he comes back. Um, this this um, is is a a common problem, and sometimes. To rectify this, people—that's why some people keep their horses on on their own. So, they they hope this problem doesn't happen. But there's just as many complications in separating a horse and keeping on its own and living on its own. So you don't have these you know problems of taking it away from other horses. Um, so I don't. I would rule out that option if anyone sort of tries to steer you down that road because some, um, I think horses. It's fair to horses to have them in groups. Uh, it's, it sounds like that uh, the mare was with the Shetland, like in, in the question, um, you, you mentioned that the, the mare was with the Shetland pony before the gelding came along. So they have been together, you know, the Shetland and her have been together and, and you know, she's coped with that once uh, before she knew about the gelding. There are some horses that lack a lot of confidence and they really, that, that dynamic of having that extra horse there and that extra horse takes some of the load of, you know, the everyday anxiety that comes along and things like that. Um, she obviously feels that, that that horse going is, you know, really, a really big thing for her. Um, in these situations, um, the, the, you know, the idea of calming pace or stuff like that, most of those magnesium type pastes, I've been, um, I'm under the belief that um, that um, they'll only ever work on horses if they're low in magnesium. So if the horse is already okay, you know, you're just spending money on something that you know you think's going to calm down your horse. And to be honest, a lot of those calming things they they're just yeah, it's it's not really going to help. And it, and 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 what I've been told is, as as I say about if they're already high in magnesium or okay with magnesium, then it's not, it's not going to do anything. Um, in, in the respect of this, it's, it's graded. A lot of these, these separation anxiety problems uh, are graded exposure. So um, I, 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 would take a, um, I, I would take two angles at this. Uh, the first angle would be I would take the mare um, away from the gelding first. So I would, I would sort of, if the gelding's not as bad with the Shetland when you may, the mare goes away, I, I would take her out of the paddock um, still in, uh, you know, in, in visual, in, she's still in, um, yeah, she can still see the gelding and take her out and then just take her back and take her out and take her back. 
slowly going a little further each time and get good at distracting her. So when she gets a little distracted, as in her thoughts start to go back to the gelding, but she's not too far away to be super anxious, um, I would use distraction there to see if I can get her to let go of the gelding. And once she kind of uh, becomes more aware of you and, and she centers a bit, she'll come down and she'll realize that you're calm and strong and she can sort of um, let go of the gelding and calm a little bit and then slowly I'll take her further away till she can't see him. Um, and by doing that also, you're also grading the uh, exposure for him too. Um, so, um, so in a sense you're helping them both at the same time. That's, that's helping you get a more of a handle over her and her becoming more confident with you. But at the end of the day, she's going to be left with the Shetland and you're not going to be there. But it's still just another tool that you can have when you take her away from him. And she'll realise that it's not just him that she can get some comfort out of. It's, you know, she can, she can let go of him. So your, your objective when you lead her away is just basically saying you can let go of him. You can let go of him. Until, until she gets better at that and, and as I say, go further and further away. Um, you could do that by also moving the Shetland as well, uh, getting, getting her to let go of him and then take her to the Shetland in another paddock, things like that to just help her let go of that horse and then uh, you know, be with, with the Shetland if you can sort, you know, set it up like that. And then the other thing now then I do is take him away and grade the exposure that I take him away. Uh, sometimes you can just take him outside the paddock, maybe give her a little bit of hay just to distract her the first few times, but don't use that as your, because uh, sometimes a horse is a, you, you take a horse away in an instant and then all of a sudden the horse at home, they don't know where they've gone and then they go back to being calm. Others may just pace the fence all day. You just don't know what you're going to get until, until it happens. Um, but when they know they're there, sometimes they're worse than when they completely disappear. Um, so so that, that is something that um, you could do an experiment with is you, you, you have a friend watching your horse and you just take her away quickly in a, in a float or take so we take him away and and just see see what happens but obviously um, if, if if she's stressing too long and it's just just out of hand you would, would take bring him straight back and go back to what I'm going to explain to you which is more the graded exposure so the graded exposure is same thing as the gelding take her out uh, sorry take take him out maybe let her have some hay a little bit and then just do something with him not far from her and then when she gets over the idea that he's there and she kind of lets go of him and wanders off a bit then you'll just bring him back and put him back in there and and you might do that twice a day two or three times a day um you know if you've got time just to do it a little bit and and go further and further each time until she starts to realize that you're going to bring him back and he always comes back um and then you will take him away for a little longer each each time and hopefully she will bond more with the Shetland and realize that you know it, it's okay he's coming back most situations like claustrophobic claustrophobia really bad separation anxiety especially for the horses that are <coughs> left behind um, you know you, you just you're just doing it in smaller small increments and then increasing um, the time and the, du the duration of, of what they have to except but the most important thing is being able to set a scenario up where they can let go of the other horse that's really important because you're teaching them you're, you're helping them do something that they weren't doing themselves and so by by showing them how to do that it, it can become more available um, for them when they're in that situation
that's really interesting. It's like you're re <coughs> reprogramming the minds. Yeah. And then there's sort of mind patterns. It it um, just it's a bit like weaning young horses. Um, if you look at how you wean a horse, um, like foals off their mums and mums off their foals sometimes, because some some mums are worse at letting their foals go than other mums. And um, you know the the best scenario is I've found is um, you know giving the the, the mums and foals time to interact with another herd that, that that's got you know other other companion horses in there and other things that will distract them and. And, and when they do eventually wean, there's kind of like a fence in between them and they can come backwards and forwards to that spot. But eventually they just kind of go, yeah, righto, and they, and they break away. Um, and that, that, that in itself is um, that graded exposure um, until they, they slowly, you know, break free. Okay, sticking with riding horses out, Carly has got a little big question. And I'll say it's a little big because it's a little question, but I think it's quite a lot in it. Uh, what is the best way to get a horse confident when you're riding them out on the road? Um, I, I think I know the horse. I think it's if it's your um, your bay mare, Carly. But um, I, I know the horse, and, and, and she's a she's a very very uh, highly strung mare, very very anxious mare. But um, but yeah. Anyway, so the. There's, to get a horse confident out on the road is one you've got to get it confident with you uh, you've got to get it confident with the pathways that you're going to offer it that's that's the biggest thing you know so why, why do we spend time educating a horse in an environment um, that it feels safe in as well we've got to know it's going to feel safe with all the things that we're going to uh, technically or possibly impose on it when we when we go out so um, so you know I would look at the the basic you know without getting too technical and going, oh God, I'm never gonna leave. I've got all these things the horse is still worried about. Well, if the horse is really still worried about a lot of things, well, you, you know, for your own safety, maybe you wouldn't be riding it out. So the things that you can control and the things that you'll probably, the go-to things that you're gonna use when you're out riding, you've got to look at those, those, those things and you've got to look at how well she understands them. Um, and in, in relation to uh, how you're going to, you know, use it out in a new environment that the horse is possibly scared of is a lot of times you're going to be using your basic tools, which is like your rein aids, like your left and right rein aid, your backup rein aid, um, you know, a bit of impulsion with the legs to say, you know, let's, let's, yes, can I kind of walk up a little bit? You know, you look at those basic tools that you'll be using quite a lot um, out on the trail and you assess how well your horse feels and understand well how good your horse feels about them and how well they understand them in uh, the environment that the horse feels safe in so if your horse is still chomping at the bit and throwing its head uh, in a safe environment just because it saw something over there that distracted it and it wouldn't let go of that then well you know when you're out in a really scary environment that basically when you touch on that rein to help your horse it's actually adding more anxiety to the horse so when the horse sees the sort of car coming and it's fixated on it and then you add a rein to say let go of that you're actually tipping that worry more into the cup so so what you've got to look at in the safe environment is the things that you're going to most commonly use is when i take a rein and the, is it able to tip anxiety out or is it putting anxiety in so if the horse goes oh yeah i'm thinking that way and i feel soft or i'm backing up soft and i've let go of that forward thought and i'm backing up uh, you know then you know that those tools are kind of working enough to possibly be able to get the horse to let go of anxiety out there. Um, 
and there's so many other tools you're going to have to think about it without me going through every single thing that you'd look at before you go out and and you're just moving around on your horse like if, if you're riding around in a safe environment you're moving around on her a lot and you know you, you touch this and you do that and you um, if she's kind of twitching you know and looking back and a bit nervous on one eye looking back at you and things like that then you also know that you're scaring her a little bit so then she's got to deal with trying to still understand that you're a bit scary on top of her and the cars are scary as well as well plus all the other things so so that's something you, you look into as well and and get her confidence there um, you know she's got to see you at all different angles and things flapping a bit at all different angles and not be too bothered by it because on some super sensitive horses it's too, just too much of an overload um, so that being said you, you look into that then much like a lot of these situations that I talk about with separation anxiety it's it's a graded exposure thing and there's a video on uh, on our subscription where I was talking uh, I was riding Marvel and Marvel was was getting a little worse when I just sort of thought oh just a few wet saddle blankets I just want to ride out with the kids and he'll be right well he wasn't each day he got a little worse and I thought I didn't even go very far I just went around the arena and up the paddock and back but he was getting really wound up so then I had to actually go oh mate I'm gonna have to sort of you know look at where the anxiety starts and tip it out so some of it was in the mounting some of it was in you know just you know so and then I just got him to go out think away reward him bring him home and and I only went out a little bit so 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 once you've got things all right in the in the yards then you go out and when the horse gets a little overwhelmed you know that first point of not completely overwhelmed but they start to go oh this is a bit oh then you say change that thought I'm going to take you back home a little bit towards where they're going to feel safe so, so um, instead of them saying I'm going to take you home now and start to push to want to go somewhere else you feel them get a little anxious and you go actually I'm going to take you back now so they say that was a really good idea I like following that rain and you because you took me back to somewhere a little safe and then you come back and have another take at it and, and a lot of times and what happened with Marvel was he just got a little further each time until I could drop on the reins and he was walking a straight line out he wasn't destinating out and marching and just avoiding everything he was um, just walking checking stuff out and then when he did a really good job of you know he might have done 10 or 15 meters I'd turn him around still even if he didn't get anxious just to say oh by the way um, I might take you over here so so as soon as you start to feel that tension you can always distract that horse with a good idea and a good idea might be going towards home to start with but then it might be just a simple distraction the horse is worried about something over there you steer it left tell it to let go of that and ride over here um, and then and then the horse goes oh good that's a good idea and you're using those reins to say let go of that anxiety of that thing that you're looking at or you're worried about and and that's how you ride out um, but you've got to know your horse well enough like I, I, I'd hate to sort of you know someone to take information off a podcast or a video and try it um, you know some horses feel safe and then they explode some mm. horses look explosive but they never really go any further than feeling explosive and just wound they, they, they sort of kind of don't don't just completely tap out um, you've just got to be aware of that mm. what about um, you know do you ever sort of pick your roads so that your time of day so that you're on the side there's a lot of a verge between you and the cars um, you know that's yeah like if I was going to choose somewhere to ride for their first outings I would choose a relatively easier environment like um, 
I, I used to like, like I noticed a difference for we, we, when, when I was starting a lot of horses in Glen Innes. I was in Glen Innes when I was really taking on clients' horses. Um, and then I still had clients' horses when I moved to Mudgee. But I, I thought my training had changed, but I noticed there was a, it, my, the, some of the first rides were more difficult than I remembered. But then I remembered the environment that I had in Glen Innes. And I had a, an environment where I had open country and, and I had like um, fairly easy to sort of ride through forest country. But that forest country had so many things to sort of look at that the horses kind of, they didn't have this long focus out over here, over the horizon kind of focus. So it was very easy to distract them and they'd start to have to pick up their feet over logs and things like that. And they, and they got more consumed in that sort of, how am I gonna kind of commandeer this little bit of a forest environment opposed to, wow, look at all this open space. And, They're in a classroom rather than in a cinema. Yeah, yeah, a bit like that. And, and that sort of was a really good thing to get them. And after sort of a five or six days of riding, I, you know, if they go out in the open and they get too strong of a gaze and I couldn't distract it, I'd just steer them back into somewhere where I could get them to let go of that with other things. Um, and I found by the time I got them out and, you know, cantering and galloping out in that open country, they'd sort of got it together by then. Um, yeah, so, so sometimes I say to people, if you're going to go out with a friend, Sometimes forestry roads are good if there's not a lot of traffic, uh, you know, those quiet forestry roads because it makes a bit of a, a hallway and the horses don't really want to bolt off through the bush because that's a bit too much for them. But it gives them a sort of a track that they can just ride along and, you know, just tracks through the forest that, that, that guide them a little bit instead of sort of going out into the big open places and just expose them out. But you do run the risk of if a horse did get away, you, you do have forest country there. So that's why you've got to work on all those things that you can control in the... In the um, arena till or the safe place till, till your horse is softer. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.